0: Powered by Illusione Cigars. This is the unofficial and unauthorized Dis Illusione D program. Welcome to the Society. I am Kapowitz Media at Kapowitz Media on Twitter. That's K-A-P-L-O-W-I-T-Z. With me, lighting a cigar, perhaps, is my co-host Dion Giolito owner of Illusione cigars you can find them at www.i l l u s i o n e cigars dot c o m and uh, diana uh, hang tight bring you in i totally hear you there we're, we're running on like we we got some more equipment everything is so i could taste the sound it's weird but speaking of the sound gentle persons listening at home in these our trying times, uh, many a podcast, uh, I'm a podcast listener, many a podcast I listen to starts off like I'm about to start off now with the disclaimer that audio might not be as great as usual. Are you moving furniture, Dion? What's going on? Sorry.
1: And- Sorry, I was. I, I actually dropped some ash on my keyboard, and I had to move the microphone. Uh. So yeah, I'll try not to do that. I'll try not
0: in to the do future. That. In the future, if you could refrain from uh, furniture moving, uh, it sounded like uh, if I had to guess, a baby grand piano. First of all, your back. Think of your back. And second of all, it, it, this sound like I was saying. Everybody's podcast is uh, different levels and grades of fucky as far as audio, and ours is potentially no different. Um, so do bear with us and understand that this is time stamped within the um, well into the the, the apocalypse, the plague. So, you know, I'm sorry, the end times, the end times, the reckoning. Yes, hard to believe. Um, This is what we get for an apocalypse. And I know we've touched on it before, but it's by far the most boring situation I would have ever expected from the apocalypse. I I always, since I was a little kid, assumed I would die with everyone else for some reason. I just couldn't imagine shuffling off alone.
1: In a great big blast of bright white
0: Cleansing cleansing uh, purifying white light leaving not even ash in its wake just yep. just a oh, just a poof just, just a poof and you pop there a little bit but i think we're, yeah all right so so all the disclaimers aside i do thank you Jens, for tuning in and i hope we're uh, we're here performing something of a service for you i mean we're all still stuck at home and uh we're all looking for for crap to fill the 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 growing seemingly hours, and I hope you choose this crap to fill some of those growing hours. That could have came off better, couldn't it have? Why don't you talk a little bit, Dion?
1: Well, let's just talk about something else instead of uh the seven hundred pound gorilla in the middle of the room. Everybody talks about it, you
0: know. Right. So, right. But let's, still let's, yeah. Let's get on to right.
1: something else.
0: Well, I remember not too long ago, I got, uh, I don't want to say bamboozled, but um, I got bamboozled into attending some sort of a herf with you, Dion. And I'm not saying bamboozled by you. I'm saying I got bamboozled by you to attend a V Herf. And in the V Herf, which I'm not going to say, unless you want to say what it was, that's fine, but. You know no, I've whatever. done many
1: in fact, I can't even remember which one you were a part of or weren't a part of
0: but oh well, that's good. I left the indelible impression wherever I you know, maybe go um but i I remarked on your hair and when in a time where everybody well now some places are opening up somewhat in different forms of whatever would be defined as open but at the point in time that this took place, barbershops, salons closed. And Estheticians. And you, <laughs> yes. And you looked, I dare say, prim, proper, marvelous as far well, as your coif.
1: It was, <clears throat> you know, it was just by happenstance. I had gotten my haircut right before um, the hammer dropped. And so I was really good for like about three to four or five weeks. Um, my barber who I'd been going to Richie Cortezo for a long time, lived in San Francisco for a while, cut hair over there Hmm. and then came back to Reno and I started going to him, but it's, it's, uh, it was interesting. I used to go to this, Barbershop in Reno, old-timey barbershop, been around for 50 years,
0: hmm.
1: called uh, the Village Barbershop. And Enzo, uh, immigrant, an Italian immigrant, came over. Oh, beautiful. And, you know, total total old-school barbershop, wood paneling. <coughs> there's a mounted uh, buck, uh,
0: oh. a,
1: a buck's head up on, you, you know, behind the uh, chairs where you sit to wait to get your hair really? cut. There were Okay. Like, there were playboy magazines strewn about if you go into the back room they had a little refrigerator back there where you can grab a pbr or a budweiser so was kind of like a little men's hangout so there were three barbers there Mm. there was enzo which was the proprietor there was art which kind of had like a little hitch when he when he uh when you cut your hair, especially with the clippers, right? You know, he got like this little this little tick, you know, that would make this tick in his neck. And he would flinch. And then there was Bill.
0: Arguably, uh, Bill... Hold, hold on. Art is the most unnerving barber I've ever heard of.
1: So let me tell you. Art could give you the absolute best haircut you've ever had in your life. Or the absolute worst haircut you can ever have. So you'd go in there and just... It would, it would depend on his twitch, you know? So when he had the Clippers, you know the the clipper over comb, and he's going up the side. If his twitch was going really bad, then you know that there was going to be a chunk out of the side of your fade, and it was going to take a good three to four months for that thing to grow back out. Uh, but that being said, Enzo pretty much cut hair one way, all the same way, almost like this. Nice high and tight, short on the top. I mean, it was like this everyday, everyman haircut. You'd go to him and say, Okay, I want, I want this type of haircut, or I want that type of haircut, or I want to look like Slayer, or I want to look like this guy <laughs> over here. You always wound up with the same haircut, looking haircut that he cut, because that was that was kind of like his his comfort zone, right? Like when you go to tattoo <laughs> artists, I can't remember the 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 New York tattoo artist guy. He's like, he was a t-
0: Oh, you're breaking a t- up a little. Yeah, you're you're breaking know. up oh, right. Okay, okay.
1: He was a terrible tattooist, right? And he, they had, he had his own show and he would do portraits awful. He would do traditional awful, but for some reason he could just freehand koi fish and his koi fish were amazing. Can't tell you, I, I can't even remember. It was like Zoo York. I think the guy was the one that, that created the Zoo York line anyways. Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of reminded me of you. A little bit, you know, in looks, in looks, stature.
0: Really, Um, now I have to see this guy. Wait, was he? I'm I'm sorry. Was he an Israeli guy? Was he that guy?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's Israeli. Maybe, uh, and he knew martial arts.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, I can't remember his name, but back when that was on, people were telling me I looked like him.
1: Yeah, had a bit of a temper, so. But I just thought it really ironic. It's like if somebody walked in, it's like, I want to get a portrait, you know, and the story because every t- every, t- every t- right,
0: every Bra- breaking okay. it up a little bit again,
1: yeah. So every tattoo had a story behind it. They would come in, Oh, you know, I'm getting this uh portrait of my dog, you know, because my dog is 17 years, blah blah blah, and it would look like it would look like an onion with googly eyes. By the but man, his koi, his koi, they were just they were awesome. So, you know, getting back to the barber shop, because barber shops and tattoo shops are are kind of similar in they're, vibe. They're kin feel.
0: They're you know? definite, they're definitely kin.
1: Yeah. So there would always be a waiting list, 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half hour, 40 minutes depends. And so we would have our barbers. Like I would, I would sit down and like Enzo and Bill would know that I'm there for for uh for art. So, but if Art had two or three guys that were in front of me waiting, I would more than likely go to Bill. And Bill did a decent haircut, right? I mean, he wasn't like, he, he didn't like know, but he just, he, he knew how to do it because there were a lot of guys like back in the day that I used to run around with, um, you know, in this in this rocker crew, you know, we all had grease in our hair. I still do. But I see. We, we, yeah, we would always go. We would always go to Bill. There were like six, eight, ten of us that would just go to art. Some of them would go to Bill, but most of us would go to art. So, short well, story, uh, short story, long. I had gotten my haircut right before the end times hit, and so I was good.
0: Perfect. Uh, how, how, now, how are you faring it's now? Yeah. How, uh, it's, yeah it's, it's a
1: little long. It's a little long. It's starting to fall. I'm wearing. I'm wearing. I'm wearing more hats. Uh, but, you know, barber culture is, uh, is, is great. You know, it's like the last bastion
0: of man. It, it, you, you know, it is, but it also is an affront to that thought at the same time. And I'm going to get to that, but you told me about your barbershop background, or at least as far as being a client. And I'll tell you mine. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn. And I'm from Brooklyn in the 80s, the 1980s, to be clear. And the guy who did my hair was the guy who did my dad's hair. And by the time he got to doing my hair, he must have been about 80. Mm-hmm. And it was, he shared a storefront with a salon. They just the storefront. It was a separate business. He was not, he had nothing to do with the salon. Uh, yeah, he
1: was—he was just renting space. He was leasing space. He was uh, leasing
0: uh, a chair. He wasn't leasing a chair. They, they split the storefront, and he had his own half, and he—he oh. he, he just did his own thing. He had nobody he working was, for okay, him. So it was, was just him. Yeah, he was subleasing. I, something like that. I'm assuming he was the one subleasing. That would make mm-hmm. more sense. So, when you walked in there, uh, basically all you saw was two barbershop chairs. He had two chairs and he only ever used one. The one he didn't use, he would just always have like something on it. It was like a tabletop kind of thing. Like he'd have a box of something, or he'd have his jacket if it was jacket weather out there. So really he worked from one chair, one guy, at a shared storefront in a little neighborhood in Brooklyn, and always, always was playing Italian operas. So that was my first kind of introduction to that, which I still, I'm still an opera fan, which really even more connects me to the common man. And he also, by the way, didn't really speak a word of English, Mm. not convincingly. And he too gave that one haircut. And it was funny because to this day, nobody could ever give me, that haircut it was kind of high and tight but he also never used clippers Mm -hmm. he only used scissors clippers were like that was amateur hour he only used he had like several different kinds of scissors he would give me kind of like tight on the side tight on the back and leave a little bit extra on top that he would put back just kind of brush back but not even brush just like kind of get it out of the way but nice and even nice and smooth Nice and crisp, whatever you want to call it. But I have this tight, kinky, curly Jufro. And nobody since him has ever been able to tame it like that. I, di- I, I didn't even need to put anything in my hair to keep it like that. As long as I went back, when I got older, I would still go to him. As long as I went back every few weeks, I was good to go. Like every every three weeks, maybe a month was pushing it probably. But he was amazing and he had the Playboys. I think it was actually penthouse, like you would expect from that point in time. And the waiting room was actually outside the shop. He had like a little resin table with chairs and the guys would sit outside the shop. And they usually, or we usually, be eating because there was a pork, there was a pork store right down the block. Like a couple of stores down was so you do in, pork What did you do in the winter time?
1: What did you do in the winter time?
0: We got tough, is what we wow. did, or wow. we just let our hair grow a little more because we were wearing hats. But mm-hmm. and come to think of it, it, was very much a summer thing. I remember it always being nice when I went there. That's kind of comical. I never thought of that before. But yeah, the opera, the Italian opera, the lack of any communication, like all the communication was between the guys that were clients sitting there waiting for this one barber. And it was sometimes like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Easy. You know, I don't even know how long, you, you know, you order something from A&S port store, you you sit down, you eat it, you shoot the shit a little bit. And oh, it's my turn for a haircut. You know, and when I went there with my dad, uh, he would get his haircut first, and I would wait for him. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really, it it was interesting, and it's it's another one of it's another one of my childhood things that makes it sound like I grew up in the twenties.
1: Well, no, it was the barbershop experience. It was kind of like you know myself growing up in Las Vegas when I was a kid, like really, really young. There was a there was a department store called Vegas Village, and they had a couple locations, couple three locations. And Vegas Village actually had, as part of it, uh, Big Five Sporting Goods was right inside. And I don't know if it was part of it or if the guy from Vegas Village, the guy that owned Vegas Village, um, (coughs) called it Big Five Sporting Goods or he leased it out. Anyways, Hmm. that's neither here nor there. But up front, as you enter, to your right, there was a barbershop in there. And so that's where I really learned about Going to a barber, not a hairstylist, but a barber. Right. So fast forward, when I was in high school, that same barber had moved to the other side of town to uh, to Vegas Village, and then when that Vegas Village closed, in the same shopping center, he opened, or I don't know if he opened it or if one of the other barbers opened a a, a little shop. So we would always go there when we were in high school. And I remember one day, I mean, I used to go to this guy for years, years. Hmm. So I go in one day. I can't even remember his name anymore. Maybe Greg or Al or something with a G anyways.
0: You know, I don't know my guy's name. And I went to him from the point of my first haircut to being about 17 years old. I don't know if I ever knew his name.
1: It happens.
0: Weird. So.
1: I go in one day and the other two barbers are in there and I'm like, uh, Hey, I'm here to see, I'm here to see uh, such and such. And they're like, Oh, uh, and they look at each other like, Oh, well he's not here. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, okay. It's, it must be his day off or something. I'll come back. So I come back the next time, like about, you know, a few days later and he's, you know, I walk in and his chair's empty. And nobody's, he's not cutting hair. I'm like, Hey, where's, uh, you know, where's such and such. And they're like, oh, well, he doesn't work here anymore. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, they were real vague about it. So one day I remember I picked up the newspaper Hmm. and there was this bar that was in the same shopping center complex where they would all go have an after shifter or whatever. Right. And apparently my barber was in there talking to somebody at the bar and they got into this heated discussion i don't know what it was about it's this no it's this no you're an idiot it's this no it's this Mm. so my barber goes out to his car (coughs) grabs a gun walks back into the bar and shoots the guy point blank in the head killing him
0: thus winning the argument
1: Won the, yeah, uh, you know, he won the argument and I lost a Barber.
0: And so. uh, yeah, and, and I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. I mean, you, sure. you had it pretty rough. I hate to see good people suffer like that.
1: That's what happened.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I hinted at it before. And, you know, it's kind of whatever I said. I can't remember. It was like eight minutes ago. But it, it's kind of a reliving of that. This new, this Barber Renaissance we're well into now and almost kind of out the other side already. Yeah. You know, I'm,
1: I'm not too keen on the, on the hipster. Barber
0: exactly. Really not. Uh, it's, now, it's, look, it's, 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 it's not it. It's not so, what they're saying it is.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a coffee table book of what you would see in old-timey barber stores but it's just it kind of like misses something now don't get me wrong these guys are really really good at their craft they take it seriously oh it's art I mean, they've they
0: elevated it. it they've definitely they elevated the part.
1: it yeah but it's not the $10 $12 $15 exactly. haircut that you get you know you boom you're in you're out you know you read like I said you're reading a playboy drinking a pbr then you get up and some right year old man cut your hair it's like now okay you not got like this 20 25 year old kid cutting hair <laughs> and haircuts are like quadruple the price now and yeah. it's all all a cart right so it starts at 30 dollars.
0: <laughs> oh
1: you want to sit down that's an upcharge that's five dollars right. extra right. Oh. It's, it's, it's
0: like how they used to sell cars oh you wait you want a steering right. wheel right so you you end up walking
1: out of these places after tax and tip like 50 60 bucks and it's like this is not a barber this is a this is a salon i just went to to...
0: exactly i went to a salon operating under the guise of an old-timey barbershop but really there were there there were tips all along Mm -hmm. there were hints all along and uh, you know there's essential oils to rub in your beard yeah you know come on come on
1: you know, I can't do it. And then it's like, okay, well, we don't do blowouts. We don't do, you know, it's either dry cuts or wet cuts. And most barbers like to cut your hair wet because they can get a better stretch and a better right. line on it. But I'm like, I can't, I don't like, I don't like wet haircuts because then I got to walk out wet. And like you with your similar problem of your ethnically charged hair, <laughs> I have two have <laughs> problems <laughs> because I have this you know big mane of wavy uh italian hair right right so uh if it goes unstyled i look like greg brady nice you know in 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 the brady bunch it just kind of does what it does it swoops over here and it curls here and it lays down
0: oh laying Uh, down i would pay for that mine just grows up. and, uh, but it
1: only lays it only lays down in certain areas because I got like three cowlicks, right? So oof. it's a com- it's a complete disaster. So oof. I pretty much had this same hairstyle that you see today if you've seen me in pictures since I was like a junior in high school. <laughs>
0: or, or not not even
1: a junior, <laughs> even beyond that, like when I was in ninth grade, because I would just have to blow it out. I would have to get rid of that, you know, that that the that kink and that curl because it was it I had a complex about it, right? And I like, oh, you know, I just – i just i don't know i was i i it was curly hair but i didn't embrace the curl i just couldn't embrace the wave right?
0: i yeah yeah i i I had such the similar thing of course and um i remember i was hanging out when i hit i guess high school around then i was pretty much like a greaser the way me and my friends were dressing i mean we were into the punk scene and all that but kind yeah. of a greaser motif. And yeah. um, I couldn't ever complete the look because my hair would not allow me to. And it, it really just like the bane of my existence then was my hair. I just couldn't close the deal on my look. I just, I couldn't make it completely happen. Yeah. I had the jacket. I had, I had the right jacket. I had the right jeans. I had the right shirt had to write shoes, had curly yeah. hair.
1: Yeah. Well, so I found early on that hair care products really made a difference in my life in getting the styling gel first with the styling gel, the stiff styling gel. If you could do that and you could blow it out, you can straighten out your hair to an acceptable style, right? Or an acceptable... A,
0: a fitting yeah
1: yeah so that's what i kind of learned early on and i so i just kind of got through those (coughs) curls and so around the side of the head the back it was always tight high and tight and you know around especially around the back and the back of the crown there where it could get really wavy just keep it short because anything after an inch if it grew after an inch it was like it was like waves of the ocean you know beautiful
0: lush not yeah
1: yeah didn't feel beautiful, No, right? it so, feels terrible. Kept, I'm not a
0: yeah, huge fan of hair. Like It's yeah. funny we're talking about hair, but I'm not a huge fan of hair. I have a, I have like an apocalypse, uh, I guess, short beard going on now that's about to get cut off later today. But I'm not a fan of hair. I don't like hair. The nape of my neck, can't stand it. It's, yeah. a, it's a pet peeve if I see somebody with hair on their neck. It looks yeah. terrible. And I'm very yeah, careful yeah. about mine. But so... I had an experience here in good old Eugene, Oregon. I live, where I live, a barbershop opened up. And he kind of was part of like this uh, ultimately failed revitalization attempt about five years ago. And he moved down from Portland, of course, to cut hair. Here, where he grew up, it was like this big homecoming. He got wrote up in a newspaper for Christ's sake. Yeah. So he comes down here. He takes over a little, look. it's like a little cottage that he made into his business. He's cutting hair there. He hired a, a graffiti artist to do a mural, did that on the outside, really, you know, kind of like faux dived it up. And I went down there. I, it's like two blocks away. I walked down there for a haircut and I went in there and it was pretty legit. When I went there the first time, it was 98% legit. He gave me a great haircut. It was like 20 bucks start to finish out the door. I, I probably tipped him a five. I don't remember, but I got out for like not much more than 20 bucks with a decent haircut. Like what we were talking about. Didn't of course replicate my Italian barber, but he came really close and it was nice. And I went back there, and it was nice again. And I went back there, and then he had another guy working there. And this other guy brought beard oils with him. And this other guy had a huge, long beard himself, and he had piercings. And it started looking a little like we were going to tattoo artist territory. Mm-hmm. You know, we were – which isn't bad. It's good, but it's drifting, you see what well, I'm saying? It's, ta- it's, yeah, it's, it's, tattoo, it's losing the focus. It's
1: yeah, tattoo territory or lumberjack territory.
0: It's, it's r- r- quite confusing. Especially in the Pacific Northwest. But anyway, so I went back there again, and he tells me that he can't see me, but the other guy can. The original guy, the one that's. The original guy the can't see me. He's booked, but the new guy can.
1: See, that's when I say, that's when I say, okay, I'll come back.
0: That's when I said that myself. I said, okay, no rush. I'll come back. And he's like, hey, do me a favor. And I'm like, hey, what can I do for you? And he says, hey, download this app and you can set an appointment via this app. Oh. And I have this out of body experience where I'm no longer looking at him and I needed it because he's like a six foot eight big guy. So I needed to get out of my body to look around and there's beard oils and wooden combs that are made from special wood for your beard. And all Mm -hmm. these oils are essential and organic. Yeah. And I don't know if I screamed.
1: So that's where I, did I had leave. the problem. Yeah, that's never where I had the never to return. problem too. Yeah. Um, the new barbershops, they're they're again, they they they're all app based. It's like, yeah, walk-ins are welcome, but you might wait three hours about here, you know, make an appointment. You don't make an appointment no. for barbershops. you make an appointment for in, a salon. Right. You go in and you wait. If there's one person ahead of you, that's fine. If there's three people ahead of you, that's fine. If there's five people ahead of you, now you're looking at your watch okay am i on lunch hour do i got to get back or do i get is it a saturday can i hang out and
0: wait but it's part of the experience the wait is is part of the it's it's maybe the biggest part of the experience
1: exactly i don't want to make an appointment on an app and then again you have all these boxes to tick you know what kind of haircut do you want do you want a short haircut uh, Do you want a long haircut? Do you want this? Because they're all different priced, right? And I get yeah. it. You know, but I mean, like a haircut is a, a trim is the same price as cutting off somebody's mane. I get that, right? Because it's you still have to take the time right. and the effort labor. to sit down. Right. It's labor, right? But, you know, he was going, they, they had all of these options, these menu options. And, you know, you can click through these menu options. Yes.
0: That was the app making, that I had. And then yeah, you, and then even you even end even with an appointment. Like uh, you have yeah. to narrow down what you want right. and then end with the appointment. And uh, right. the, one of the first questions is, is it a beard trim or a haircut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, come on. and, uh, and oh, oh, like, Let me, it's let it's me like, finish the story real quick. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. So
1: good.
0: So I, I wash my hands of the whole thing. It, 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 it's whatever, you know, I'll buzz my hair. I usually buzz my hair anyway now, but although I'm letting it grow out currently, but, So a little time goes by, he's getting, he's blowing up. This guy on the corner of, of shit street and horrible boulevard.
1: How is this even blowing
0: up? People are coming from all over town to this part of Eugene, Oregon, where most people don't go to get a haircut from him, his guy. And now I believe there's a woman and another guy.
1: Well, that's why he came to Eugene. He
0: expanded. Big fish, yeah, he ex- Big
1: Fish Little Pond.
0: Exactly. He 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 expanded. I later found out he imported all these guys from Portland. Anyway, so he's expanding. He buys a little cottage next to him. He has a for real salon over there. And there's no pretense of it being a barbershop. So he has, it's not connected, but it's right next to it. it it's it's a, the next cottage over. He's blowing up. My, at the time, wife goes there for a haircut. Okay? And here's where stuff gets weird. She comes home, okay, with a Matt Booth style haircut. Except that there are designs etched in the shaved part of her head. Like it's 1990. You remember when they used to do that? Did she ask for that? Yes. She did? Yes. And at that point, Dion, I knew that I was going to be divorced. I Mm -hmm. kid you. I mean, she got like, she kind of got the militant haircut from the barber. Yikes. Right? Right.
1: So. So, it's like barbers love being a barber because they only cut one type of hair. That's men's hair. But the money really isn't all that great, right? So, what they want to do, especially if they have a cosmetology license or if they have both or a dual license, all states are different. Yeah. But they really want to get into hair styling because now you can do color and you can charge hun you know hundreds oh. hundreds of
0: dollars if the, you the want woman hair. the woman he had would do color like she would make everybody's hair silver. You remember oh, yeah. when that was a thing? I don't know if it still is. Everybody yeah, would leave with silver yeah. hair like they were chrome. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So it, it it again it confuses me. If you want to be a barber, uh, yeah man, you can look it I guess times <laughs> are changing but app-based uh things and suggestions where you got to make appointments i mean you start out with a 25 five dollar haircut and it's like if you go in and maybe you need your eyebrows trimmed back or whatever you know that that was just kind of like a courtesy right, right? He the you the, would do that now that's like five dollars
0: yeah it's it's all add-on like, really? it's it's tacked on and tacked yeah. on and tacked on and there's a base price and then there's the sticker shock yes. afterward like holy that's shit it. and you i got a tip you? you walk in on top yeah, of You this? walk in
1: for a $20 haircut and you, and you wind up walking out $50 light.
0: Exactly. Oh, almost exactly because, uh, believe me, the price went up down the block. And it's funny because I still see people, they walk past my house. I'm like, kind of right there, a couple of blocks away, like I said. And I could see who just left and got a haircut because he has a very – him or somebody who works there or the shop has a very distinct style and it's that very short on the sides – they like to put some artwork in there. He, they like to etch out some, you know, some design. And Good. it's just a very distinct haircut. You could tell who came here. A lot of people actually mm-hmm. use the parking lot across the street that's attached to, um, to the park as a place to park, to walk down there, because it's very confined where he is. There's not much parking. There's like three parking spots. So I'm privy to this guy, and he's still cranking him out he's huge yeah i mean uh, but uh, but how much are, you can't really blame him because we do the same thing in media not you you're not really mm. in media but i talk about cigars i write about cigars what else can i write about oh 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 coffee that's kind of lateral to it yeah. that's an extension a natural extension we all want to we all need to grow or we all die so I don't know if I could fault him going over into like salon territory and hiring a staff, but it all seems like an elaborate ruse that I fell for. It is
1: speaking, speaking of an elaborate ruse, we need to cut to commercial.
0: Oh, we do
1: (laughs) not really an elaborate ruse, but it comes from your sponsor deep in flavor deep in your mind Illusioni Cigars is a mind experiment in the modern cigar world handcrafted to the outer space saviors rigid specifications for unmatched quality and consistency a blend of nicaraguan tobacco selected by tobacco craftsman Dion Giolito. these tobaccos in blended form produce a depth of flavor unmatched be it here or on planet earth or even far beyond to the outer reaches of the cosmos. Take some time for yourself. Enjoy an Illusioni cigar. The eye is everywhere, and so are Illusioni cigars.
0: Oh my god, I have chills.
1: What happened?
0: Uh, you didn't hear that? What happened? Orson Wells popped in. <laughs> he sure did.: I have chills, and my stomach feels funny. Dion, do I have COVID?
1: I don't know, but we're not talking about the COVID. We're not Oh oh, I'm about...
0: sorry. Uh, wow, that was that did, uh, Wow. All I know is I need to smoke a Illusione cigar right now. I don't know about the listeners at home, but I'm gonna go and demand my local brick and mortar carry illusione if they do not. And if they do, I am leaving with five, no less than five Illusione cigars. Wow. That 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 was that was inspired, Dion. Thank you. That was inspired. Thank
1: you. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do at Illusioni Cigars, and it's all about perception. Wow. It's all about giving off the right vibe, I, presenting yourself, giving the right look. And by getting that right look, we were talking about barbers. and
0: I have so never I been more know. proud of uh, anything on the air under the banner of Kaplowitz Radio then I am proud of what just occurred.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's water under the bridge. We should let it go. My heart's pounding it was a moment in time. It was a fleeting palpitations. In
0: time. My palms it may are pop sweating. Up
1: again. Yeah. May, may, uh, may happen again in the next, in the next podcast. Who
0: knows? Wow. And anyway, per perception, barbers, I'm trying to yeah. gather myself. My hands are cold. So, and damp sweaty so
1: i remember um uh, my buddy richie when he was going to barber school he had to move to san francisco because that's where the barber school was and there oh. was a time there was a time when i was kind of like in between what i was doing when i had dropped out of college <laughs> uh i was working part time at a cigar store and i was you know playing gigs i was playing in a band i thought about going to barber school too that's
0: funny i did too just for just yeah I, I did and this. I
1: almost did. I was like this close. I was the thickness of a dime from going to barber school, but I said, "Nah, you know what? I'm just going to hack it out. I'm going to hack it out in Reno, just like I'm trying to hack it out on this <sighs> on this show right now."
0: Right. And
1: <laughs> and uh, so I, I remember, I because I couldn't find anybody in Reno that would do a proper fade. This is before I found the Village Barber, right? Um. So I went to this one place. You know, I I, I, I went to uh the other side of town, you know, where uh uh this black dude told me to go. he's like, go over to the shop, man, hmm. they give the best fades. It's the best fades, you know, you'll ever get because that's really what I was looking for, a nice tight fade. So I go in and the guy that came in, uh I'm sorry, the guy used to come into the shop and, and used to smoke cigars uh back when I was working for, you know, somebody else before I had my own place. Gotcha. He's like, Oh yeah man, you know, come on in, see me, you know, we 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 do great fades, you know, the best fades, you know, blah 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 so i walk in and i'm like hey what's going on and he looks at me and i don't know if he recognized me or not uh that maybe took a little bit i think he recognized me after the fact but he said d you're up so i'm like oh well you know i'm thinking to myself i'm coming to get a a haircut from you because you just sold me on you know your fades and how you on how you cut hair so d walks out and she's a a bulk of a woman
0: oh okay
1: And, you know, she's got a really short, smart, tight haircut. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, fine. I'll, you know, sit down with, with, uh, with D. Mm -hmm. And so she proceeds to give me a haircut and she's like, what do you want? I want high and tight. I said, I want it long in the bangs, long in the front so I can grease it. And I can, you know, comb it back. I walk out of the shop with the exact same haircut that she has. (laughs) And I was fuming. (laughs) Feel me. <laughs> and she's trying to say oh yeah here's my card you can give me a call you know anytime i mean uh i'm here blah blah you know because she's trying to she's trying to make clientele sure. she's trying to get more people sure. you know for her books and i'm just like oh yeah yeah. i take her card you know i flick it into the parking lot oh. and i get in my car and it like it was uh, yeah lesson learned
0: And so wow that yeah that's that's pretty good i you know the the, the thing i'm thinking through all this is we we've kind of touched on how similar the culture is at least barbers and tattooists, tattoo shops. One thing that I keep thinking, you know we're sharing stories about maybe not the best haircuts like you just did. that's far from permanent, like you said earlier, it'll grow out in a couple of weeks it
1: grows out, yeah it grows a bad
0: out. tattoo, like from that guy uh, was his name Ami or avi, the one that I looked like. Yeah, Avi, o- I think is it Avi or Ami? Something like something like that. Anyway, he gives you anything other than a koi, and you're living with that, right? I mean, there's there's yeah. cover-ups, there's things you could do, of course, but uh, it's it's not wait wait six weeks and you'll forget it ever happened,
1: right? Right? Yeah, you yeah. If you don't have a koi, no matter what tattoo you get. From that guy, you got
0: an onion with googly eyes. You got an onion with googly eyes and it ain't going to grow out in a little over a month. No, 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 no. So uh, to to me, to be a tattooist, to be a tattoo artist, much ballsier, not to throw shade on barbers. They do what they do and they do it well if they do. But you got to have a set of nuts on you. Don't you to be a tattoo artist?
1: Yeah, you really do. You got to have a thick skin.
0: Uh, It's just that there's one thing I never thought of being. I thought of being a barber, came close, maybe not as close as you, checked out some schools, but, uh, yeah, never thought about putting permanent anything on anybody's body.
1: Well, here's the other problem, too, that I had with ultimately not becoming a barber was, I just don't like being that up close and personal with people. I don't like touching people.
0: That was so, that was my that was my stopper. I realized that yeah. people would come in and they all wouldn't be as clean as I would prefer them to be.
1: And yeah,
0: that was the deal breaker.
1: And plus that they were sitting in your chair and you had to make small talk with it's somebody too, that you really didn't know, or maybe you didn't even care to.
0: It's too personal. Talk to. It's it's, yeah, it's ultimately personal. it's incredibly it's intimate. It's a very intimate profession, and I guess I'm just a little lot too aloof, I suppose, or uh, yeah. gleefully detached to sit down and some to sit somebody down, get behind them and sort through their dandruff, or or, or, or their grease, or, or or their their louses, or yeah, their lice. It's It's not even at its best. It's like the old thing: like I want to be a masseuse. Wait, you're telling me not every client is gonna be gorgeous? You know, maybe I don't want to massage a three hundred pound guy with a bad back. You know, no, you know, don't don't sign me up for that. So hats off to the barbers. I mean, could you imagine the stories some of those barbers have?
1: Oh. Well, you know, my wife was in uh, the uh, hair industry for, for years. In fact, she had to get out of it just because of those reasons we were talking about, right? Being locked in with somebody. And, and she's really, really good at what she does. I mean, she's, she's amazing at hair. She's even, you know, better, I think, at color. She really. Why doesn't does she, she cut your hair? In. She takes it personal. Well, because I go to a barber. She's a hairstylist.
0: Hmm friction
1: you know barbers do no 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 not at all no she'll she'll clean it up every once hmm. in a while she'll take some weight off but ultimately i gotta go to the barber because they have specific techniques now cosmetologists they 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 rarely work with clippers right uh clipper over comb or comb over clippers right. however you say it so i go to the barber for that because i like i like that nice fade that you can get with the clipper also they clean you up around your ear and your neck with the razor right right um so those are skills that yes she she has right but she doesn't do them enough Hmm. Uh, it's not not like it's not right it's not her forte so uh you know i just go to richie and richie you know has been my guy now for years i finally found him after he came back from san francisco and i've i've been with him ever since uh, and she's cool with it because she used to cut hair in a salon with Richie back in oh, the day. No. So, I mean, they were huh. yeah, so they were tight like tigers. But I mean, you want to talk about being up close and personal with people? I mean, especially if you're a hairstylist uh she has a lot of male clients that come in for haircuts but i mean you'll get the women that come in it's like i want to look like this i want a haircut like <laughs> this it's like, okay well this is this is jennifer aniston you have <laughs> jet black hair uh you have jet black hair she has uh layers and layers of color it's going to take some time so no i want to look like this i want my hair to look like this so shannon sits down works on her for hours Ugh. works on her for hours and turns around in the chair and says here you go and then all of a sudden the crocodile tears start welling up and it's like i just don't like it blue you know it's like well oh, you know i tried to talk you out of this haircut it's like Because of your facial features and because of how your hair looks. And Jennifer Because you're not Jennifer Aniston. Right. Because you're not Jennifer. It's just like, I, I, and she would say, look, I'm I'm a hairstylist. I'm not a plastic surgeon. She's like, this haircut looks good on Jennifer Aniston because she has the cheekbones. She has the jawline. She has all this. You have a head like a pumpkin. So this (laughs) hairstyle is not going to look good on you. So after the half an hour of consultation and the pushing and pulling. The
0: aftercare.
1: Oh. Yeah. Ultimately, you have to give your client what they want. They walk in. They want a haircut like Jennifer Aniston. You try and talk them out. Nope. You give them the haircut. They don't like it. Now she has to sit there for another hour or so correcting the hairstyle to the original hairstyle that Shannon Uh, tried to talk this client into. And there's
0: something to be said when you go to a specialist for anything. Let them specialize on you. Right, Take their they word for you your paying you. them for their labor, but also for their mm-hmm. expertise and their right. knowledge. Right. So listen to them. Yeah, you get that a lot in every yeah. kind of skilled trade. People come in and they think they know more. No, th- this is it. Th- this is what's going to happen. Right. That's actually funny, but I would imagine that being funny for maybe twice.
1: Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like th- these, these stylists, these these barbers, whatever the case may be, they don't have magic wands. They have scissors and they have a cutter. Right. You know, they, they they have scissors and they have a comb. I'm sorry. So those, if you think those are magic wands, they are not magic wands. They're not going to improve your life. They're not going to improve your attitude, they're not going to give you a sense of self-confidence. If you didn't have a sense of self-confidence before you walked in, you're not going to walk
0: out. And and not only that, but you're going to work, you're going to walk out far worse. Oh yeah. You're leaving at a deficit at that point. But um, wow. Yeah. It's just one of those things I thought it would be nice and to do. And upon further reflection of not much, Yeah, I could see that happening. I could just, the grossness of it, the intimacy of it. Uh, A big salute to all those legit barbers out there. Um, But they're few and far between. And I want to hit it one more time to put a fine point on it. This beard thing is fucking ridiculous, Dion. To take a beard, which is like... It it, it it it's a display of masculinity, yeah. And to 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 take that and to make it feminine is just weird. And by feminine again, I mean the the, the organic essential oils that smell like perfume, and, and and to 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 fawn over it and preen, it's well, kind of grotesque. About it. But isn't that kind of what well, happens it- in nature? The peacock.
1: Kind of. But if you look throughout history and you look throughout fashion, going back to the Baroque or the Rococo period (laughs) or the classical period... Uh, i'm using musical
0: right no, i'm with you i'm uh, with you uh,
1: descriptives and adjectives but you look at you look at these tights. pictures you know, men, men men in tights men in, tight, men in tights quaffs of hair powdered
0: feathered lipstick. sometimes literally yeah
1: so it's it's nothing new right it's just the the reinvention and reinterpretation of that i think right
0: but and then put it back in the context of barbershops there's a, there's a lie there's not authenticity to say that that's it, it. Say what it is. We're preening in a different manner, but it's really the same way. It's not a barbershop. If you, if you have to download an app to make an appointment to see your hairstylist, it's no longer a barbershop. I would agree. A barbershop is, I would say, it's, it's, it, it, it's a sacred thing. And if you have one that's good, like you seem to have. You gotta, you, you gotta foster that relationship and be thankful for it every day, because it's 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 a vanishing thing, and it has been for a very long time. And this yeah. barbershop renaissance did nothing for the actual barbershop
1: even though there's more quote unquote barbershops out there than ever before i mean like your guy he moved from portland right to eugene because there was probably too much competition he couldn't build a book up there because exactly. it was just so cutthroat so he comes he comes to eugene big fish little pond he sets Boom. up his shop and he and he does big city haircuts in
0: lesser in a than eugene big city yes yeah.
1: and everybody wants everybody wants that everybody wants to look big city so he found a niche
0: yeah a and, niche. and and uh, more power to him god bless him yeah, but good, under yeah, the great. guise of a barbershop it's fraudulent mm. and not a fan of fraudulence nor flatulence. And my
1: barber my barber would probably in fact I, he doesn't probably i know he agrees because every time i go in that's all he talks about is all these barber shops popping up that didn't? That
0: there were uh, these guys that get
1: right out of barber school, fresh out of barber school, and normally have to apprentice for for two years. And then that was one of the allures. One more that was
0: one of there. the romantic yep. allures to me is I, I always wanted to have an apprenticeship.
1: These guys jump right out. They open their own shop. They think they're master barbers now, and Richie is just his. It's like tick tick boom. He, whenever you start talking about these guys, it's these guys aren't real barbers. No, they didn't and they all call. Touch, oh,
0: oh, know? oh, oh, oh! Wait, wait a second. I just realized something. They all call themselves down the block over here. They're all barber fill in the blank. It's like a, it's like a surname. It's like a title. It's, it's like like like, yeah, like, like, like barber professor. Bob. You, you yeah. know, like Doctor Bob. Yeah, it's Pro- yeah, barber professor Bob. professor Bob, and the New Age chefs do that too. Back when I was chefing, I didn't want to be called chef anything. Now it's like a title. It's Chef Tom. It's Chef This. It's Chef That. It's it's not good. It's not good.
1: It's well, look. I mean, they deserve that title because they've gone through years
0: of perfecting. But but am I right? Am I writer cap? Am I reviewer cap?
1: Yeah. Are you, yeah, right.
0: You know? So,
1: uh, yeah, and you have the same thing. I mean, like, we know, I know, I know doctors, uh, whether they're dentists or surgeons or whatever, you know, you, you call them doc for short or whatever, but, you know, you can call them by their first name and they don't get offended. Right. Right. And these, these guys are guys that are put in 10, 12 years of education.
0: Jesus. Yeah.
1: Just, just to, just to get the PhD. Yeah next to their name so
0: uh some respect is due. don't get me wrong but it it seems to shine a light on somebody's inner workings when they demand the title of what they do to be attached to their name
1: right so at what point in professionalism or the the professional careers (laughs) do you go from functionary to title
0: hmm Interesting. I have no answer. I have no answer. Can I, can I speak to Orson Welles again?
1: Orson Welles is gone until the next podcast.
0: Tell him I love his work. I will. If you see him. I will. And I want to wrap it up here. I'm trying to keep it under a certain amount for uh, precision purposes.